Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to Fate FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. And where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Krita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM, and I'm very happy to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in. Please stay for this hour because uh, we are um, very happy to to put together a program which uh, I hope you'll uh, enjoy to learn uh, some more things from the Bible. It's a very important uh, one uh, today because uh, we look under this uh, theme of how do I come to Jesus? You see, there are uh, lots of things going on in uh, in life, and uh, we have all sorts of uh, uh, struggles and um, you know differences in between each other. But there is only one way to come to Jesus, and Jesus speaks about that. Uh, how will um, it be possible to know Him? And under this theme, we are going to ask a few questions, and uh, one of the questions which we'll, we are going to deal with uh, today, it's about sin. Um, what is sin or how sin comes into this world? And the, the particular question which we'll look into it, it's, are there only seven deadly sins? You may heard this before, probably. And, uh, you know, people even differentiate in between sins. Say, oh, this is a little sin, nothing uh, too important. But we'll deal with sin and uh, the origins of sin and um, how that um, can affect our lives. And also, um, uh, as the week progresses, we are going to look into uh, what's involved in confession and repentance. Or what does it mean to be born again? Or oh, that great question, you know, uh, which um, Jesus asked, you know, one of the, the teachers of the law in his time. And he said, you need to be born again. Uh, then where does the Holy Spirit fit in? And we'll conclude the, the week with uh, why is prayer so important? Please stay with us uh, during this program and uh, even more would love to have you part of the program and you can do that you can be part of this program today if you send a text message to us with your question or a comment in regard to the subject the topic we are going to discuss and the number where you can send an sms is zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one again i'll repeat that number Zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one. Make sure that you jot down this number because uh, we'll come later on with uh, our free offer. And um, again, you'll be able to receive uh, the free offer for today. And uh, again, it's a beautiful book. You need to send a text message with the code, which we'll give you in a moment for that offer. But I would like to uh, say hello to our uh, co-host today, Helen Gray. Helen, it's good to have you with us again. Oh, it's great to be here, Nick. It truly is. And the beautiful part is here in South Australia, the weather is cooler. That's nice. That's nice. But I'm still looking for a little bit of a warm weather, uh, oh, you Helen. Will. Yes, Come because Wednesday. they're coming yeah. a little bit because, you know, after not long, we'll say, where is the sunshine or where is the, the nice warm weather, you know? Honestly, oh. for the last couple of years, and particularly last year, people I heard about like never before, people complaining about the coldness or the, the weather was not necessarily typically South Australia. 
<laughs> but now people are complaining of how hot it is. That's true. That's true. But yes. we didn't have hot weather. Even this summer, I was uh, able myself to go um, to the to the sea. You know, just a few times, and all, only <laughs> even to to have a swim, maybe just just a uh, um, couple of times, which the water was reasonably. <laughs> well, for those of us who didn't have that privilege, it was hot. <laughs> mm. But I, one reason I like the cool weather is that, especially at night. I don't know about you, but I sleep so much better when I can. Rub, put myself into a blanket and right. snug as a bug in a rug. <laughs> mm. Hey, um, Helen, uh, just um, if somebody tune in for the first time, uh, we, we just want to thank you for coming with us. And uh, now you are uh, ministering to uh, a church here in South Australia in yes. uh, the beautiful area of? The Adelaide Hills. Yes. And it's called Birdwood. Birdwood. Okay. Yes. And uh, um, now for the last uh, couple of years you are there yeah, with Birdwood? Yeah, this is my third year with them. Okay. And uh, if anybody wants to come and visit with us, please do so on a Sabbath morning, a Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a Bible study at 9.30 and we have a service at uh, 11. And we encourage you to uh, to visit our uh, beautiful uh, sites here in uh, yeah. Adelaide Hills, and maybe yeah, just um, have a, a call in. Uh, yes, it would be beautiful to see you. Actually, I am preaching up there this week oh, right. and the next week. So, if anybody wants to come up, I think say it's hello. easy to, to to find the church. Yeah, it's yes. not complicated. Yeah, no, no, and, and most people have got GPSs. Yes, and if you put days. that uh, Seventh Adventist Church in Birdwood, that yes. will come up. All right, that's uh, wonderful. And uh, Helen, um, as um, uh, we are going to look into this uh, subject today, mm. uh, uh, seeing, I think, you know, we are all uh, all affected, and we all know firsthand to say so. This is this is a subject which relates to pretty much everyone. Well, I guess I could say to you, Nick. Hey, Nick, I'm sorry, but you're a sinner. <laughs> what would you say to that? Nick? Oh, well, I will say, um, Helen, thank you for um, caring about me and uh, showing my <laughs> shortcomings. Well, I have to tell you, Nick, I too am a sinner, but I've given my heart to the Lord, so now I'm a sinner saved by grace. Oh, wonderful. Yes. Uh, wonderful. Helen, just before we are going into this uh, subject a little bit more deeper, I will give... Um, the free offer which you have for mm. today Steps to Christ Beautiful wonderful book, book you know yes. it's one of the best sellers mm. actually in, in the um, uh, Christendom I just want to talk for a moment about the um, situation we are in uh, uh, right now with uh, with everything going on in the world but particularly I like to uplift in prayer maybe right from the beginning uh, the people in Ukraine for example mm-hmm. I uh, watched last night on the news and uh, the Ukrainian community um, they were uh, in front of the parliament house there uh, um, just just trying to find their, you know, kind of support and uh, understanding because they are worried about their loved ones back mm. home in Ukraine. And this is a bit of a like um, a cat and mouse thing, you know, uh, for the last uh, few weeks. Um, but doesn't look good, you know, doesn't mm. look good. Now, we know that these things, the Bible foretold mm. that that will, uh, will happen, you know, uh, these things, rumors of wars and wars and uh, um, all sorts of struggles. But, you know, it's different when you are involved, when you are part of that. I know mm. I grew up in a you know, when, during a communist country, and I've been there when the revolution in Romania happened, and uh, I was through the bullets and uh, all those things. I could see people lying down, I mean, dead, just 
next on the, on the streets and things like that. And uh, that um, stayed with me. You understand why men's mm. hearts are failing them for fear. Absolutely. And that's what I would like, uh, uh, even before we're going, we're not going to, to go um, like politically into these uh, mm. aspects because we trust in God, that God has Amen. his hands yep. around all these things and God will, will take care. But if you, is that too much if I'll ask you to pray and uplift uh, in prayer uh, the people of Ukraine yes, uh, and uh, many others because not only yes. Ukraine when yes. I'm saying that Ukraine actually we need to uplift in prayer the pre- people uh, uh, from Russia yes, uh, because they will be affected uh, yes. whatever happens if happens but hopefully not mm. um, but yeah just let's pause for let's, a few moments pray. and uh, mm-hmm. if you could pray thank you Helen thank you Nick loving Heavenly Father we come before your throne with heavy hearts on many areas But we know that you are a God who works amazing miracles. You're a God who loves everyone and you don't want anyone to perish. Sadly, sin has entered this world, Father, and there is so much sadness and sickness and sorrow in this world. I know it breaks our heart here and it must break your heart even more. Mm. Lord, we want to hold up before you the people of Ukraine and Russia, Lord, and and the situation of over there, Lord. It's not a good one. It's not a good one. It's one that could suddenly turn very sour very quickly. And, Lord, we just pray that you will be with those people in a mighty, mighty way. Father, in the past you have brought down walls and and you've stopped fighting, and we know, Lord, that that can happen also. We also know we trust your word because you did tell us that these things would come to pass before the end of this Mm. world. Lord, help each listener tonight to to give their heart to you that they may feel safe and secure wherever they are, whatever is happening in their life. We pray that this program, this study that we have tonight, will be one filled with hope, not despair. It will be one filled with, with amazing love of you and nothing about hate. Father, it will be one that will, we will look forward to a day where it will be like when you first created this earth, perfect and in communion with Adam and Eve. We know, Lord, that your desire is to dwell with each one. And I pray, Lord, as we go through the study tonight, that will echo in the hearts of each person. And if there's someone listening to this, Lord, that is on the edge, feeling very lonely and alone, I pray you'll talk to their heart. Let them know how much you love them, enough to die on that cross for that that person alone. So bless us as we go through this study, Lord. May the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable to you and you alone. We pray in your loving name. Amen. Thank you, Helen. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And thank you all those people who support a broadcast like this on Faith FM. And uh, our listeners, they can be part of this if you like. Um, for more information, you can uh, go on faithfm.com.au also. But uh, right now, I would like to talk about the free book, free offer, which we have uh, for today. And it's, it's called Steps to Christ. You can send a text message to 0488 with the code SA33. SA33. No space in between them, and uh, you can have this uh, book uh, free of charge, no obligation in your hands. Now, Helen, I believe you read this book uh, a few oh, times, did you? 
I, I have to be perfectly honest with you. I have a copy here, a little bit worn, but it goes with me everywhere. It's an old copy, mm. um, but to me, it's it's worth its weight in gold just to take time out mm. when I'm in the cars, pull over, or someone has a problem and I can turn there. And you know, they might say that that I I want to be a disciple and I don't know how to, and that's one of one of the uh, chapters here. God's love for man, mm-hmm. incredible. You know, in each flower and in each bird and and you know in nature itself the sinner's need of christ which is what we're dealing with tonight repentance confession consecration faith and acceptance growing up into christ the work and the life a knowledge of god the privilege of prayer i love absolutely love that chapter and what to do with doubt Mm. i think everybody suffers with that and then finally rejoicing in the lord it is it's not a big book Mm. you know not a lot of pages but man it's packed full and, um, yeah, I just love it. It's very powerful. I recommend book. it to anybody. Absolutely. And yeah. again, uh, uh, to our listener uh, today, uh, please don't hesitate. Uh, send a text message to us right now on zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one with the code SA33. <laughs> SA33. Uh, no space in between. And your, uh, this book will be yours, um, Helen. We are talking uh, today about, uh, you know, the question which we kind of ask is, are there only seven deadly sins? But I would like to ask you from the beginning, what is sin? Well, that's a very interesting question. For a start, it's spelled S-I-N. What's the middle letter? Right, it's uh, it's I. Oh, I. And you? <laughs> no, <it's just> <laughs> <laughs> well, I could say Jesus' is name, J-E-S. And put an mm. S in there and say, what's missing? Well, you are, you know, the you. But sin, sin is an outdated concept, really. You know, people don't like the word sin. We don't talk, even talk much about it anymore, mm. Nick, really. I mean, how often do we go to somebody and say, boy, you sin all the time? You know? I mean, probably we, we talk or think that. about sin, but uh, more about others. Yes, we like yes. to talk about, not oh, about ourselves. That's why the I is in the middle. That's the eye. But you know, we can possibly damage even our own self-worth and others could turn against us or some would argue about it. And sometimes we even suffer because of it. You know, sin is like any other addiction, you know, when you think about it, Nick. Uh, But the hardest part is getting us to admit that we have a problem. And, you know, we're going to talk about the seven deadly sins shortly, but I have to tell you, I wouldn't like to count up how many times I've even sinned today, maybe in thought, word or deed. You know, I pray that um, if I'm to confess something, the good Lord will will bring it to my attention because one of my favorite texts, and we'll talk about it later, is 1 John 1, nine. It says, if we confess our sins, if we acknowledge that we are sinners, if we acknowledge we have a problem mm. to, to God, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And I praise God for that. We are going to talk a bit more about confession, you know, in the next program and and repentance, how important it is. But confession, you know, it's pivotal. Mm, Because particularly if we want to have a a strong, good relationship with with God, with Mm. Jesus, you know, sometimes we can lie to ourselves and thinking, oh, we are okay, we are good. But, you know, confession, it's a it's a pivotal thing in our uh, relationship And you know what I find with that too, even on a a relationship basis with people and you might, something might have happened and you say, well you know, actually that wasn't quite right what you did and I hear people that justify themselves Mm. you know, it's, it's not a case of yeah, that was wrong, they'll go yeah, that was wrong, but 
you know, we don't smoke, so we have no butts here. Mm. But you know what I'm saying here, Nick? It's like before God, we've got to say, well, you know, we're only human, but human is, humanity is a privilege. It's not an excuse. Mm. We don't talk much about it, you know, this, uh, these days. Mm. If you make a, a mistake, society will suggest uh, not admitting it, mm. you know. But it's interesting, the Bible actually tells us about sin. Mm. John, uh, yeah, how chapter about you 16. look at John 16, 9? Yeah, that will be a very good one to start, this one, because they believe not on me. Sin is not to believe in Jesus. Sin is separation from God. Yeah, so in other words, we know that if we do not believe in Jesus, it is a sin. Mm. And um, Adam and Eve, unfortunately, they were separated from God. They did not believe the word that came to them in the garden. Right. Uh, there is another beautiful verse in First John chapter 3, uh, verse 4, if we could uh, look at that. Um, Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. Okay, I'd just like to jump in there. In the King James Version, it says, Whosoever committed sin transgresses also the law, mm. for sin is the transgression of the law. Now, when you think you come to a stop sign and you go right through it, you have transgressed or you have broken mm. the law. And you're quite right in some of the um, uh, Bibles that we read, it uses the word lawlessness which is indeed also breaking God's commandment in this particular scene. It's like I shared once before on radio. I went through a stop sign. I didn't see the stop sign, and I got such a shock when the police pulled me up. Mm. When they said, you went through a stop sign, I said, where's the stop sign? And when they pointed it out, I said, no, there's no none there, but it was round in another street. And I had come through that street many, many times, and I had automatically stopped. Mm-hmm. Maybe subconsciously I saw the stop sign. This particular day I didn't. And I actually went through as though there was no stop sign. Fortunately, there were no other cars. I could have actually had a very nasty accident. Mm. And that was like me treating it like in a lawless manner, as though the law wasn't important. Okay. But there, uh, there's another part that I got from a, the New Living Translation, if I may share this mm-hmm. one, because that's one of my favorite translations from 1 John 3, 4, which you've just read. And it says there, if everyone who sins is breaking God's law, for all sin is contrary to the law of God. Mm. In other words, it's a spirit of rebellion that creates that. Adam and Eve, I'll do it my way. There's a song like that. Right. You know, you might remember, and it's like, you know, arguing with God and saying, no, I don't want to listen to you. I want to do my own thing. You know, I don't want to acknowledge you. And because of that, we end up having idols before God, which then becomes a sin, separates us from God. So I've got one from John. Um, uh, this is the from the Gospel of John, mm-hmm. uh, chapter 8, verse 34, which says, Jesus answered them, Most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin, it's also slave of sin. It's interesting. That tells me that sin is slavery. Mm. You can't serve two masters here. Mm. I would rather serve God and, and feel his graciousness and his love and his guidance than to be a servant of sin or Satan. Right. And, and if we go further in, um, in one of the little um, letters of, uh, the, of uh, James, mm. chapter uh, 4, verse 17, it says, Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and um, doesn't do it, uh, to him, it is sin. 
Not to do and, good. And that's interesting, isn't it? Uh, we do have what we call sins of omission as well. Mm-hmm. But here we have, you know, you know that something needs to be done and something good and you don't do it. And here the Bible is saying that it's not to do what is right, although we know what should be done. All right. So we are still committing a sin. Yes. That's uh, pretty, pretty. That, that's interesting that um, in my uh, talks with my brother sometime, uh, my oldest brother, I mean, he's an Orthodox and he believes that he's quite a good man. You know, he's, he's right, you know. And he will say to me many times, you know what? I haven't done anything wrong to anybody, you know. Like mm. that. That's what he thinks, you know. But yes. if I look from outside, I could point out, you know, mm. things. You know, but he said, no, I haven't stolen from, from somebody. I haven't killed somebody. I haven't done this one. And uh, I'm pausing and I'm saying, but uh, you know what? Uh, salvation or um, to be right with God is not only what you uh, haven't done wrong, but have you been able to do good and you didn't do it? Yeah, you know, and, and you <laughs> see, we, we just said that a bit earlier on, that, uh, on, f- on that one. You know, it reminds me where, you know, when somebody says, I'm a good person, Jesus said there is none good. Mm, God, mm. God the Father. Well, let me ask you a, a yeah. question. Uh, who is a sinner? Oh, right. Now, that's an interesting one because we're going to read here um, a couple of verses and I think we'll see straight away. How about you read for me Romans 3, Romans chapter 3, 9 to 12, and then follow it with verse 23, please. All right. We'll go f- uh, in Romans chapter 3. And uh, starting from verse 9 first, uh, and it says this, What then? Are we better than they? Not at all. For we have previously charged both Jesus and Greeks that they are all under sin. How many are under sin? All of them. Well, that's interesting. Okay. And verse 10, it says, As it is written, there is none righteousness, not one, there is none who understands, there is none who seeks after God. That's very interesting. They have all turned aside. They have together became unprofitable. There is none who does good, not one. This is from uh, New King James Version. Mm, give me verse 23. 23, yeah. 23 says, um, for all have sinned. And fall short of the glory of God. So if that's all, Nick, that means everyone, including me, Mm. including you. Mm. We are all encompassed by that word, all. Let's just quickly go to another one, 1 John 1, 8. Verse John and chapter 1, 1 verse 8. It says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. Now that's true. And there's nobody who has not broken the law of God. Jesus said that in Matthew 5, 21, 22, 27, and 28, right the way through. The only exception is Jesus himself, Hebrews four fifteen tells us. Mm. So really, uh, Nick, the simple truth is if you sin, you're a sinner. But the good news is that Jesus came to save us from sin and to destroy the works of Satan who is the originator of sin. Mm. That is good news. Hallelujah. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, I um, I just wanted to mention here that, you know, I heard this uh, countless times, just mentioning about the love of God and grace, which is wonderful. 
It's wonderful because uh, if we don't look at, uh, at the righteousness of Jesus Christ and his grace, we are all, you know, doomed. But sin is what separates us from God. Absolutely. Sin is that uh, brick wall, if you like. And if we don't come to Jesus, and please join us tomorrow as we'll talk a, quite a bit more about confession, you know, mm. and repentance. Uh, if we don't come to Jesus to confess ourselves, to recognize first that we are sinners, we may be deceived because we can believe that we are right with God, but we can be deceived. That's so true. You know, we have to recognize that uh, our condition is a sinful one. Mm. And we have an opportunity to come to God. You see, this, this is the thing. Jesus said, if you, if you're using that word, if you confess, you know, and he's righteous. You're pinching my favorite to, text to, again. To, to forgive <laughs> us. But yeah. the, the thing, the thing is that we have a part to do, Helen. Yes, we do. And many times yes, Christian says that, uh, no, everything is done mm. by Jesus, which is in a, in a sense, in a sense, Jesus mm. paid all the price and everything like that. But we are still sinners right now here. I heard about people that saying that they don't believe they are sinners anymore. And I can see that they commit sins, you know, in, oh, even right. by, uh, as you said, uh, uh, throwing there a, a harsh word mm. uh, to each other, you know. So sad, Nick. But tell me, Nick, what are the consequences of sin? Can you share that from the Bible? Probably we need to go in in Genesis chapter three, mm-hmm. if we if we could, uh, Helen. And um, in chapter three, maybe let's start from verse sixteen and read the following. To the woman, he said, "I will greatly." multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Then to Adam he said, God said, Jesus, because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, you shall not eat of it. Curse is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you and you shall eat the herb of the field. In verse 19, it says in the sweet of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. There is another consequences of sin. Let's have a look at it in chapter 4, verse 8. Please, Nick. All right, the same uh, book, yes, uh, Genesis, Genesis uh, chapter uh, 4, and this time verse 8. And uh, reads, Now Cain, which is, was one of the sons of uh, Adam and Eve, talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass, when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. That is so true, wow. and it's very sad because, you know, I mean, here we've got Cain and Abel, the first kids, if you like, mm. and already the sin affects them to the point there is pain, there is suffering, there is sickness, and whatever is negative is coming, the consequences of sin. But there is another one that I want to talk about, the consequences, um, Nick, and it's found in Romans 6. 
Romans chapter 6, 16 and 23. It says, Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. That was verse 16. Tell me what verse 23 says, Nick. Is a negative, then there's a positive. All right. Let me read this one. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Isn't that a great promise? Mm, Amen, amen. With with death, unfortunately, all of us are affected Mm. from it. Now, do you want to have a little break before we get on to seven deadly sins? All right. Well, that's a a good call, actually, to uh, maybe to have a break here. And uh, we'll come back to um, those things in a a moment. But uh, right now, the song which we have prepared for you, goes a be like this. There is power in the blood. Amen. Amen for that. And that's by uh, Alan Jackson. Would you be free from the burden of sin? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you or evil a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Would you be free from your passion and pride? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Come for a cleansing to Calvary's tide. There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Nick Rita and our co-host today is Helen Gray. What a beautiful song was uh, that, Helen. That was great. 
Just love that song. And uh, yeah, talking about, you know, uh, uh, our condition, you know, sin. And um, we are dealing today with the question, are there only seven deadly sins? And Helen, uh, just before the break, uh, we look about uh, what sin is. And we learn right from the beginning, from Genesis and going through the New Testament uh, uh, in in the Gospel of John and in uh, Letter of John, First John, and and few other passages there in uh, James, uh, learning about what sin is and um, how God looked at sin. I believe that was uh, very very important. But let's now deal a little bit with this um, aspect because this question was quite um, quite tricky. You know, when I looked first, you know, I thought, mm, uh, are there seven deadly sins, or are there are only seven deadly sins. What do you have on this, Ellen? Well, look, it's really interesting because if you study Scripture, you'll find sections where God says, there are so many things that I hate. Mm. And then he adds another one, and he does that several times. Mm. But when we talk about the seven deadly sins, it was also used to be called the seven capital sins or the seven cardinal sins. And it was in Roman Catholic theology Mm -hmm. that it actually came out, the seven vices that spur other sins and further immoral behavior. But it came through Pope Gregory I, or the Great, as they called him, way back in the 6th century and elaborated in the 13th century by St. Thomas Aquinas. And we've heard of him. But... They've actually got it together. And if you think about it, you know, you think of what was the, what was the three sins that Satan threw at, at Jesus? Mm. What were those mm. three after his baptism? All right. I mean, you're talking about the temptations yeah. here. The, when what Jesus was, the, was, uh, was referring to what sins? Yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, uh, because uh, Satan was asking him, if you're the son of God, uh, command to these uh, rocks to become uh, bread. Uh, that's what the temptation. Okay, so that was like, you know, you, you're, you're hungry. Yeah. You're going to lust after it. Yeah. Like Eve in the garden, she lusted after that fruit. Uh, but probably that was a different no. thing because, uh, he, he, you know, uh, Jesus was uh, after 40 days of uh, well, of uh, not eating anything. Yes. But Adam and Eve, and, um, Adam yes. and Eve there in the garden, I believe they had plenty of fruits uh, to eat. But yeah, you're right. I think uh, was, I will say, I'm not sure I will say that was last from from Jesus. No, Jesus wasn't lusting. That's but right. That was the sin mm-hmm. that Satan wanted him to mm-hmm. commit. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's a selfish thing. And I guess let's go back to Adam and Eve. The first thing was she lusted after him, mm-hmm. wasn't it? And then what did she do? She wanted to. There are three, three that's mentioned in the Garden of Eden. There is lust. There is covetousness. Mm-hmm. And then there is pride. Right. Pride. So there was the lust of the flesh, there was a covetousness, and there was a mm-hmm. pride of life. Mm. Satan said, you will be like God. Mm. But here we've got seven deadly sins, and let me just name them. Number one, vain glory or pride. Number two, greed or covetousness. Number three, lust or inordinate or illicit sexual desire. Number four, envy. Number five, gluttony, which is usually understood to include drunkenness. Wrath is number six, or anger, and seven is slothfulness. Mm -hmm. Now, according to Roman Catholic theology, the seven deadly sins are the seven behaviors or feelings that inspire further sin. Mm -hmm. So they're not really stopping at seven, but they're saying these inspire other things. You know, seven deadly sins, also, as I said, called seven capital sins or the cardinal sins. You know, I read a paragraph that said the seven deadly sins can be thought of as disposition towards sin and separation from God. Lust, for example, 
could result in adultery, which is a mortal sin, or could lead to somewhat less intentional immoral thoughts that would be classified as minor sins. Mm. Now, a question we could ask here right now would be, is there a solution to this? You know, are we going to be stuck with this forever? For these seven deadly sins, I'd like to say that each of these can be overcome with seven corresponding virtues. Jesus, humility. Mm. Jesus, charity or love. Chastity, gratitude, temperance, patience and diligence. Mm -hmm. These are virtues that we need to pray that God will put into our life, which will combat these particular sins. All right, and you just said a bit uh, earlier that uh, you, you posed that question, is there a solution to the sin problem? And if so, what is that solution? Well, I'll, I'd like to categorize these under different sections, if I may. I'd like to look at the situation. You know, we're not able to solve the sin problem, mm. number one. So let's have a look. What does it say about that in Jeremiah thirteen twenty three? Jeremiah thirteen twenty three. I'm going to ask you to read that for me, please, Nick. All right. Uh, in the book of Jeremiah, this is uh, in the Old Testament, um, and uh, we are looking at Jeremiah chapter 13. Yeah, verse 23. And verse 23, and says this, Can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard its spots? Okay. And it continues the second part. Yeah, the second part it says, "Then may you also do good, who are accustomed to do evil." So here we are. I mean, let's face it. You know, a leopard can't change its spots. Mm. Honestly. You might get an albino leopard, but I mean, he doesn't change his spots. And in the same way, we're told here that when we're accustomed to doing evil, um, we might think it is good, but that we can't solve that problem. And then if we, that's the situation we're in. But if we look at the solution, and the solution, by the way, is in Jesus, would you read 2 Corinthians 5.21 for me, please? He's given right. a solution. Right. So 2 Corinthians 5.21, thanks, Nick. All right. For he made him who knew no sin to be seen for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Wow. Mm. And how did he make him do that? He died on the cross mm. for us. But you know, there's another one in 1 John 2 1, which I love. 1 John 2 1, that's right at the end, towards the end of the Bible. Right. The little John, we call it. 1 John 2 1. What does it say there, Nick, please? My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate. With the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Fantastic. So not mm. only did Jesus take our place, Nick, so that we may be free, he is He is also our advocate. Well, I'm glad about that because I, I would love to, if I'm in, in being charge of anything, I'd like Jesus to be my advocate. Mm. But there are some conditions that go along with this. As you mentioned before, there are things that we need to do. So let's quickly look at John six forty seven fifty one. 51. I know time's running. But let's look at John 6, chapter 6, verse 47 and 51. And this is Jesus talking. Right, please. Okay, it says here, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. 
I am the, the living bread which came down from heaven and if any man eats of this bread he shall live forever and the bread that I will give him is my flesh that I will give him for the life of the world. So in other words, Nick, we, we, we have a responsibility. We need to believe and commit ourselves completely to Jesus, don't we? But there's a next verse. Please read my mm. Have you got it? My favorite text, one of my favorite texts in Scripture. And that's in First John 1, 9? Yeah, strange you should know that, yes. Okay, uh, <laughs> chapter 1, verse 9 reads uh, this, uh, Helen, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Absolutely. So here we're being told that we also have something else to do and we're going to deal with that tomorrow night. We must confess our sins to God. But then we also have something else. We need to accept his forgiveness. And that forgiveness, and we'll talk about that through the week, includes repentance, admitting the wrong if necessary also, turning away from sin, restoration, willingness to forgive others, and that's a biggie, mm. an active attempt to be reconciled. But let me share with you, Nick, very, very quickly, the results of all this is inner peace. It's joy. It's restored relations. It's a good conscience. It's eternal life with God. Well, I tell you what, I live more abundantly with God, and I'm so, so glad that I do because he has forgiven my sins. You know, Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. But sin, my friends, has paralyzed us from fully participating in life as God intended. Sin has infected us with a selfishness that is embarrassing when we think of it. Sin has stolen wealth and given the world poverty in its place, robbing parents of the ability to feed their families. Sin has stolen peace and given the world war, robbing countries of its young and able. Sin has stolen generosity and given the world selfishness in its place, robbing the world of truly connecting with one another. Sin has stolen good health and given the world sickness, diseases and death. And, and you know, if you just imagine a father unable to feed his family because of poverty or a person having to beg for some extra coins just to eat one night, sin has crippled humanity, Nick, in such a way that it has robbed us all and only Jesus can lift us and restore us. And there is a reality I'd like to sort of close with. Mm. It says... I say to you, although it is common to deny the reality of sin, it can be seen everywhere. It is manifested on a large scale in wars, ethnic cleansing, terrorism, oppression of and crimes against other nations, cultures or people. It is also reality on the individual level, telling description found in 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 5. Sin not only influences all of our relationships to God, but other people, but even it affects our own mental and physical health. God, however, is willing to forgive and to grant us a new beginning. He only waits for us in Isaiah 1.18 to turn to him. It says, Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And Jesus does take away our sins. If we, we were to look at John one twenty nine, and I'll, I'll finish on that text, it says, The next day John seeth Jesus is coming unto the world, and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. 
But just before I close, have I got just a minute left? I hope. I yeah, we have a like few more minutes and oh, I will good. give an offer, for, uh, but uh, then I will uh, ask you for a couple of things to conclude. Great. Well, well, I conclude from that little book you're going to offer. So mm. if you make the offer first, yeah. then I will conclude. I'm, I'm going to do that right now, that Helen. Thank you for uh, that. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, to our listeners today, uh, we have that great offer, uh, Steps to Christ. Uh, and this uh, book um, have, uh, you know, thousands have be- become acquainted with Jesus through this little uh, book, Steps to Christ. And it has helped many more, including those who have walked with him for years to know him better in just 13 short chapters. You'll discover the steps uh, to finding a forever friend in Jesus. Amen. You'll read about his love for you, repentance, faith, and acceptance, growing like him, the privilege of prayer, what to do with doubt, and how to spend your days rejoicing in your best friend, Jesus. Please write a text to us right now with the code SA33. And this book is yours. The code again is SA33. SA stands for South Australia and the number 33. The phone number where you can send the message is 0488880811. All right, Helen, what would you like to share from this little book? I would love to share from you from the second chapter, if I may, just a couple of paragraphs. And the chapter is called The Sinner's Need of Christ. It says here, The heart of God yearns over his earthly children with a love stronger than death. In giving up his Son, he has poured out to us all heaven in one gift. The Savior's life and death and intercession, the ministry of angels, the pleading of the Spirit and the Father working above and through all, the unceasing interest of heavenly beings, all are enlisted in behalf of man's redemption. The final paragraph in that chapter says, Shall we not regard the mercy of God? Mm. What more could he do? Let us place ourselves in right relation to him who has loved us with amazing love. Let us avail ourselves of the means provided for us that we may be transformed into his likeness, be restored to fellowship with the ministering angels, to harmony and communion, with the Father and the Son, taken from Steps to Christ. That's a beautiful uh, book, and uh, thank you, uh, Helen, for quoting for, uh, from that book, because, again, uh, I will mention uh, this is our offer for today on this uh, program, Steps to Christ, by uh, Ellen G. White, and uh, please send a text message to 0488880811 with the code SA33, SA33. No space in between, and this book is yours. Now, Helen, um, the time is uh, kind of uh, slowly uh, going out uh, from us, and um, uh, I'm just wondering in the next uh, maybe two, three minutes, if we um, could just think of uh, maybe an experience which you have in your life uh, and I may share myself, uh, maybe one, when sin cause us to be uncomfortable. If we can identify that thing, because, you know, we can talk easily about sin, but can we identify a situation where sin 
um, really put us in the in that position of being uncomfortable. Oh, Nick, I actually have several that are flying into my mind right now, uh, which which humbles me. Um, I, I think very much of a time when um, I was struggling because a woman had come in between my husband and I, and uh, her mother had encouraged her to have an affair with my husband. And he was a beautiful man, and I'm sorry, but he gave into the temptation. And I remember at that time, I was really struggling. I was struggling to forgive. Mm. And for me, when I look back now, that was a separation for me from God because he says plainly in Scripture, unless you can forgive, he can't forgive Mm. us of our sins. Not that he can't, but we stop him from doing Mm. that. Mm. And so I struggled with this, Nick, and... um, and then one day I was sitting in church and I used to cry my way through church. She still sat there and and I, it just broke my heart. And the minister got through to me and he said, next week we're going to have ordinances. Mm. And um, and I just, they, they were already said, next week we're having ordinances. And a voice came into my head and said, I want you to wash that lady's feet. Because part of our ordinances is the the ordinance of humility washing someone's feet. And I remember saying, God, I don't want to do this. I'll do anything else. You know, I'll dance in front of a thousand people. I'll sing, but they'll probably leave the room. You know, and I pled with him. I said, I'll I'll clean the toilets with a toothbrush, anything. Don't ask me to do this. And I was actually putting a barrier up to God. But you know what, Nick? I anguished with it all week, and that's all I got was wash her feet. And the day that came, the day came, it was like a death sentence for me. I knew that I was sinning. I knew it. I knew mm, I had mm. to give this to God, mm. and I was hanging on to it. And just as the minister said, let's separate and go for foot washing, right at that moment I said, I give up, Father. Not my will, but thy be done. I had this tremendous peace that just enveloped mm. me, Nick. Mm. I, it's, it was just amazing. And I walked over to her. The whole church was silent, and I said, may I wash your feet? And she looked at me, and she said, Why? I wasn't expecting that, and I said, because I want to. Mm. And in my heart, I was forgiving her, but only through the grace of Christ. I washed her feet. I don't know if it made any difference to her, but it certainly did to me, and I thanked the Lord for that. So now when he calls me to do anything, I try hard not to argue with him, (laughs) and I will do it. But sin is slavery, and you guilt conscience, and you anguish about it, and, and it's so hard. I did something one day deliberately, Went against him. I asked him to do something. He did it. And I said no. And I did my own thing. And then I barely got out of the shop in time. I nearly went down on my knees on the footpath and said, forgive me. Mm. Took me three days, Nick. Three days of anguish. He he forgave me. Mm. But I hadn't forgiven me. And three days to get that close connection. Oh, so Helen. I'm close to him now because uh, he's granted. Helen, thank grace. you for sharing that uh, particular chapter in your life. You mm-hmm. know, it's not easy to share. Now, I may ask you just quickly if you could just mention again those seven deadly sins which um, uh, we talked about. Uh, because we asked this question, actually, are there only seven deadly sins. What are those seven deadly sins which were put up by uh, by the Catholic Church actually the, uh, mm, I think during you, Pope Gregory? I think if you look at it, they've summarized mm. many more sins. Yeah. You know, there was pride, there was greed, there was lust, mm-hmm. there was envy, there was gluttony, there was wrath, or, and there was being slothful. But when you look at it, they encompass many, many more sins. It leads to many more sins. Please remember though, those that are listening, 
each one of these can be overcome, mm. as I said before, with the same seven with seven corresponding virtues of humility, charity, chastity, gratitude, temperance, patience, and diligence. Only through the grace of God. Live life more I, abundantly. Yeah, no, I believe there are not only seven uh, no. deadly sins to say so. There are many sins. All sins are deadly. Absolutely. But if you struggle with sin, and I'm addressing even our listener now, if you struggle with sin, please don't hesitate to come to our Lord Jesus amen, Christ. Amen, amen. To give yourself to him, and you just need to say, sorry, Jesus, sorry for uh, what I've done. And he will be, you know, throwing his arms around you and take you under his uh, protection. And I'm encouraging you to do that right now, maybe, just before we'll pray for concluding this program. I may pause for a few seconds, and you may be just thinking of that right now. And if you'd like to get the book from us, Steps to Christ, Please don't hesitate to send a text message to 0488880811 with the code SA33. Helen, would you like to just uh, close with a prayer? Love to. Loving Heavenly Father, thank you. You have given us this wonderful assurance that you have taken away the sins. You have sent your Son to die on the cross for us. And we, we Lord, humbly come to you and accept that wonderful gift, the gift that gives us life. Father, we thank you that you've given us the opportunity when you said, Come to me, all ye who are weary and heavily burdened. You also tell us to come and reason with you, and our sins may be like scarlet, but they shall be as white as wool. Oh, Father, help each one of us today to follow through on 1 John 1, 9. May that if become, Lord, I want to confess my sins to you. I know, Father, you've given me a promise that you are faithful and just to forgive me my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And, Lord, I ask that you do that now for every listener Mm. who is praying that prayer today. I ask earnestly in the loving name of Jesus who has given us life and life more abundantly on this earth. And we're looking forward to eternal life together in heaven. We pray in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Helen. Thank you so much. Uh, That's all from us today, from Nick and Helen. Please join us again uh, tomorrow when uh, Will and Eric will talk about uh, what involves um, confession and repentance. Until then, may God richly bless you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Thank you.